Hello and welcome to this very, 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 very special episode of Heart Standard Briefing as we recap, take a breath, Celtic nil, Heart of Midlovian 2, the first, the first Heart of Midlovian win at Celtic Park in the league since 2007. Uh, I forgot to put it in the days, days between uh, calculator where... Um, I'm just trying to think it was something like just say 19th of April 2007. I'll, so, I'll guess about 5,000 days. I think it's over 6,000 days wow, since Hearts last last one at Celtic Park. And before we get into the, before we get into the minutiae of the game, I just want to bring up a comment here from Jimmy Duff, who said, "Told you yesterday, lads. Hearts just had to believe they could win there. So well done, lads. You've made it a lovely Saturday." And I think you mean when he says "well done, lads," I think he means Hearts rather than the two of us. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, either we way, we didn't contribute to this one, sadly. No. Yeah. <laughs> Like looking back to Friday, we were very down. We we're very out. And we, I think, we kind of channeled the heart support. And you just looked at historical evidence the last two games, and you just, you, you just thought this. You can, you're almost writing this game off. But bloody hell, I didn't see. Not only the the. the were hearts good enough to go at Celtic and get a result? Absolutely. But it was the manner in which. The three points were won. It was just even even five minutes like in going into stoppage. I was like, we could probably still lose us three two. But in hindsight, you're just looking. It was it shouldn't have been stressful. It was just such a stress free afternoon because hearts were hearts were just so comfortable, so well organised, just 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 brilliant. And I watched it from the the away end, as I said on Friday's uh, video. We didn't get our uh, Celtic didn't respond to our press request, so uh, we had to we had to improvise. Uh, James, you watched it on TV. You had I watched it from the away end, and we we took it from there. But I uh, what a, what an afternoon! Uh, what what did you? I, I'm going to be. Um, I'll probably go off in tandage and, and and be excitedly speaking just because of uh, the the result. But what did you make of the game? I think you said it there. I mean, the one word that springs to mind is comfortable. It was comfortable from start to finish. You know, like Hearts were just a better team throughout the game. There weren't even really that many spells where you thought, oh, God, Celtic are ready to throw the kitchen sink here. This could be in trouble. Mm -hmm. Like, I know, obviously, as a supporter you, yourself, you'll have that wee thing at the back of your head going, oh, God, how are they going to do it this time? Like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's that's, that's, that's part of being a football fan. You yeah, know? fatalism. That's you, you just you have to have that within your, your psyche, knowing that. We're doing really well here, but things could still go badly wrong. Exactly, exactly. That's the nature of being a football fan, you know. So that's absolutely fine. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I was watching it just thinking that it didn't really look as if Celtic were ever going to score. I didn't think. Mm. Um, I mean, they, were, they had a couple of very good chances, admittedly. That I mean, there's one towards the end of the first half that Kingsley blocked from yeah. uh, Lewis Palmer in particular. I thought that was massive. I thought that was absolutely because like, I, I was certain that I'd go written all over it. But I, I, I thought particularly as the game wore on. Celtic didn't couldn't really get close. It wasn't even as if it was one of these ones, one of these games where, you know, Celtic are through on goal and then something they stick in a last gasp challenge to block them or anything like that. Clark didn't have that much to do, and you know there weren't. It wasn't as if it was like obviously the back three were immense throughout the throughout the game, but again, it wasn't as if they were, you know, backs to the wall, you know, kind of dealing with being laid under siege and you know having a fight and. You know, do these kind of last gasp tackles. It was all quite comfortable in the end. I mean, I think you know, kudos to Stephen Naismith for this one. I think that obviously he's coming there. 
uh, criticism, um, particularly over the last couple of games, particularly you know even from ourselves. I think we we I, I wrote something um, earlier in the week talking about the fact that Hearts don't really tend to turn up in these big matches. They don't tend to punch up. They don't tend to um, kind of you know take on teams that are better than them and leave them with a bloody nose. But you know we've done, he's done all that today. You know the, the tactics were absolutely superb. The fact, I mean, you know, because let's face it, it was the defensive structure more than anything else that kept Celtic at bay. You know, the yep. players had to be really disciplined in order to play that way. You have to make. I mean, I don't think I'm. I'm pretty sure as well there weren't even um, any bookings for Hearts. I don't remember Hart, Celtic getting many uh, free kicks in really dangerous attacking areas. Just all round, you just look across across the board. It was as good a Hearts performance as you're going to see away at Celtic Park. I thought that defensively. Off the ball, the team were magnificent. They just didn't give Celtic a sniff. Still carry enough threat going forward that it gives Celtic something to worry about. And then something like, again, we touched upon in Friday's video, but you know they made the most of those attacking set pieces when they came around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, yeah they, they didn't just make the most of them. I mean, they were, you know, particularly Stephen Kingsley, hats off to Kingsley, because that's a fantastic strike. Absolutely brilliant free kick. We know it'd been a while. What was it? Like, it was about a year and a half or something like that. So I think the last time he scored, the, the semi final against Hibs. In the 21 22 season, otherwise, he was his yeah, last that sounds about right. Yeah, uh, yeah, and just, you know, we know he's hit a lot of free kicks since, and some have come closer than others. And it's just nice for him to kind of get that monkey off his back, but to do it in that fashion oh. in that stadium. I mean, to be honest, looking at that goal, and maybe this is just because it's Joe Hart and it's in goals, but big Lee Griffiths against England yeah. vibes, you know, very similar yep. sort of position, very similar sort of hit. Um, and yeah, just, just wonderful. And to be honest, from that point on, Hart's never looked in doubt. You know, then you know, we were generally the way we, uh, a little bit behind the curtain here, but generally when we're at matches and we're writing stuff, we'll try and wait until um, fairly late on in the match until you start putting your things together because you don't want to start writing. And, and then, you know, the team scores and you start losing. When, when Kingsley scored, I started writing my stuff for you know, writing it as if Hearts are going to win this match because, and you know, particularly. The remainder of the first half started the second half, and you sort of go, "All right, let's see what's happening." And it just made me feel even more confident. Um, so yeah, I thought that um, you know every single player, Tam Ann, was absolutely exceptional. Uh, it was a thoroughly well-deserved performance, and yeah, Celtic didn't really have a sniff. Which I mean, don't do me wrong. I think Celtic had an off day as well, which obviously helps. But you can only put it in front of you, and Hearts were. Brilliant. I mean, Naismith was reluctant in his post-match interview to call that the best performance of his reign. I don't think anything comes close, to be honest. I thought that was absolutely perfect. The, o- the only one that comes close, and I think it just because but it was a different type of performance, was the Rosenberg game. I think that's been the yeah, that's been the kind of the standard setter. And when he talked on Friday about he felt the team had played entertaining football at times this season. I know a few fans commented on social media this morning about it, and I know I was kind of scratching my head thinking, Rosenberg, Partick Thistle, but again, Partick Thistle was the, the, the league, uh, sorry, um, championship opposition, and then there's, but then there's been spells in other games, Hibs, wee bit of Aberdeen, but there wasn't much evidence, but that was the main one, Rosenberg, so, but this was a completely, this was a different performance, and you're looking at the stats, and we'll probably jump around, uh, jump around this game just because uh, there's. I think there's, there's a lot to talk about within this game. And on Monday, we'll speak about 
what this result could mean to Naismith. We'll, we'll deal with the kind of the long, uh, the, um, the longer term consequences and how big a result it can be. So we're concentrating on like the, the, the just the minutiae of the game. And there's lots to talk about. But like you said, after Kingsley scored and put Hearts in front, was it, it, it changed the dynamic of the game because you could look at the you can look at the stats and Celtic had seventy three maybe seventy seven percent possession. The their XG was much higher the, the, than Hearts, and they had so many more. Uh, but that's because like they had so many more shots. Hearts had them where they where, where they wanted them, and a lot of it was just played in front of or down the sides of the Hearts defence. And yeah, you look back at because when I asked you about the three things that you needed to have go for you to win for Hearts to win its uh, Celtic, and everything. Everything transpired that way, and also the the fourth thing, which I think it might, I, I don't know if it was Jimmy or one of the other guys who commented on our video on Friday said, "Get in their face and be aggressive." And I thought that was really evident from the start, where you had, mm. especially Alex Cochran, who was one of the uh, one of the fantastic. Well, everyone's put in a fantastic performance, and uh, Matty Atkinson, and that the when the ball went to Lewis Palmer or. Mikey Johnson, both were like, that's fine. We'll deal with them one-on-one. And it wasn't, they weren't standoffish. They got out to them and tried to press them immediately. And they did that. And I think that was such a, uh, such a, like, sign off. Like, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to let you, uh, we're not going to let you come on to us. We're going to uh, engage with you higher up the park and engage you quicker. And it just set the tempo for the, for the mask. Because, like, the first 10 minutes were, Turned round, I was uh, at the game with yeah, Craig Wilson uh, from uh, Big Hearts, and he, he was like, "This is an absolutely perfect ten minutes." The only thing that was missing was the goal, and it allowed Hearts to settle and build away into the game. But on the flip side, it just never allowed Celtic to get any energy in the crowd. And we'll come, on, I'll come on to talk about it later. Just the uh, the nature of the Celtic crowd and how it turned. It was, uh, I mean, as, as a Hearts fan at Celtic Park, it was very, very enjoyable. Uh, but it was, um, I, it was. I think from the the moment the game kicked off, Hearts had their mindset, their mentality, bravery, the stuff that Nace was talked about a lot this season was spot on. No, absolutely. Yeah, it was one of those days where just everything seemed to go right. You know, and I think that. You're right. I mean, yeah, Cochrane and Atkinson were both excellent throughout the course of the match. They were both thought they, I thought they both played really strongly. But I mean, it'd be remiss not to mention as well. I thought George Grant and Aidan Denham were so good, but getting out wide and helping to cover, helping cover the flanks, stop those. Yeah. Because we know the fullbacks like to get forward. We know the wingers like to cut inside, and you know they did a brilliant job with that. I mean, a Celtic support and friend of mine at halftime sent me. Um, some pictures of, um, of a, a, a screenshot from an app talking about it had Mikey Johnston's stats on it, and they were absolutely rotten. I mean, I don't, yes. I don't, I'll, need, I'll need to go back and check them, but I'm pretty sure it was something like every dribble he tried, he lost the ball. Every time he passed it, he lost the ball. It's every time he did anything, he lost the ball, and didn't, nothing really worked. Uh, came off for him, which I think you've got to um, you've got to say that's a rather sizable feather in Alex Cochran's cap because you yeah. know a lot of that's forced about again and again Grant as well who. You know, he's not exactly known for his for what he does off the ball. That's not why he's in the team. But you know, he was he was really getting involved. I thought from a defensive perspective, worked really hard. I mean, it was that moment was it maybe five minutes or so in when he when Grant was back 
Um, he, he won the ball to clear it, took a sore one in the process of doing it. And then, you know, Naismith alluded to it in his post-match comments, you know, he picked up a knock there, but he ended yeah. up playing until, I think it was the 65th minute or something like that, because obviously there were, you know, um, Naismith was short of options in midfield for this going into this match. So, yeah, I, I thought uh, Grant and Denham in particular, I thought they were, I mean, you could go through the whole team and make a case for why everyone was brilliant, because yeah. everybody was brilliant, but I did think that those two in particular, they had a really big... A lot was being asked of them, particularly someone like Denham, where you know he's been in and out of the squad, getting chucked into starting living, you know, in in my opinion, the most difficult away day in Scotland. And to put in a performance like that, I mean you'd never guess the guy was what, 20, 21, is he? He's, you know, you didn't ever guess I, it from watching him play. Yeah, I flashed up, I flashed up Graham's one was uh, Aiden Denham was excellent mm. and it was he was and it was such a big afternoon for him. He's he's a massive heart sign and everyone knows his background the way that he was heading out of the club and he came back in and he had, he had some tough moments we talked about on Friday, the Dundee, uh, the, kind of the, he mm. would, it wasn't his mis, it wasn't his mistake, but he partly played the, in the in the goal that won it for Dundee, uh, Dundee. It wasn't solely his mistake. And then there was a couple of different moments at home to, I think it was uh, to Rosenberg, but he responded well and you, um, the, 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 you, you want him to, he just he's just he's just someone with an ever evervescent personality and he's uh, he brought that he brought that um he brought that to to Celtic uh, Celtic Park today and, and it was a big big moment for him especially with like I think uh, like Halliday wasn't in the squad Haring was on the bench Newenhoff was out uh, Devlin was out and if you looked around the squad like who who can place who can replace Cammy Devlin and what he does and gets about the pitch and Billy it was it was it was Aidan Denham you probably you you probably pick up. In terms of the Mikey Johnson, I just went look back at the stats, and it was um, he had four. He attempted four dribbles and didn't wasn't successful with one of them, which mm. uh, was no surprise. I've never heard, I've never heard um, such a cheer for a substitute that Celtic had. Uh, so the Celtic fans had when um, Mikey Johnson went off, and I think it's. Um, the Source Network uh, worker here says our match uh, makes a really good point. Our match day squad has changed yet again with top players now match fit. The bench is top notch because I think just in general the match day squad you've got guys who came in and got the opportunity. Aidan Adams taking it and then you're able to bring like Barry Mackay off the bench, Sibic off the bench. Like Graham mentions here, was worried when Sibic came on. And I think there was there would have, might have been uh, worries from a, a few fans that he was replacing Kingsley. Kingsley's, I don't think it's harsh to say, is much more reliable. When Civic came on and slotted went, uh, slotted in, went to right back, slotted in. He got the, he he carried out what was needed of him, and he just slotted in without any, without anyone. It was really just a, a great team performance. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's a good point from. Um... Was it the source networker saying that yeah the bench was strong and it was but you know let's let's not forget though I mean this is that was a bench without Alex Lowry on it that was a bench without Cam Newenhoff on it that was a bench without Cammy Dev Liam Boyce Cammy Dev yeah you know, Dev. all those players start you know it wouldn't be a surprise so you know I think it, the bench will actually get stronger uh, one of the things as well that, I saw that jumped out at me and this I did see this on Twitter as well so somebody else making this point and I've forgotten to make a note of who it was so apologies in advance mm -hmm. but it was really nice to see. Um, Macaulay Tate come on um, I thought towards the end because obviously Peter Haring's there he's on the bench he could have he could have easily come on and that might you know there's a lot of managers that might have done that be obviously Haring much more experienced player and you know he's played in these sort of, sorts of games before but you know I think to, 
for an ace with to turn ten eighteen year olds and be like, right, on you go, you know, yeah. go run around, get get yourself involved. I think that's a I think that's a really positive sign because you know we've spoken about it before that that the there isn't always that, that that pathway between the Hearts B or the academy to the first team. It's not always apparent like how you. Uh, like how easy it is to actually travel. You don't see many players actually making it up. But you know, I thought that obviously Aiden Denham in the starting lineup today was excellent. And then Tate, when he you know getting off the bench, making his debut away at Parkhead, famous win, eighteen years old. Yeah, fantastic, massive, yeah. massive jab. So he, he's been uh, he's been dying, dying to make his debut because he's an he's a massive, massive jambo. And I think there was there was a great moment in the second half where. It was like loads of bodies in the box. He got the ball and he was showed composure, but they got rid of it, won a foul. And then you just seen all the Hearts players go around him and just congratulate him. It was just, again, it just kind of feeds into that mentality, that team performance. And as the source not, uh, the networker says, like players will be leaving. It's likely there'll be players leaving in the, in the January window. And it opens up space for Tate and more space for Tate and Denham and other guys like... Um, Mackenzie Kirk as well, like uh, Social Network or, or other ones who are performing well in the B team to get into the bench and maybe get more more minutes um, as as a whole. I think we need to talk about uh, Lauren Shankland. Uh, he is, uh, he saw the, the, the video we put up on Hearts, uh, Hearts Standard. He saw how much it meant him at the end, which uh, is his celebration. Scored again. He's just, a, just an absolute machine. In terms of just uh, uh, goal scoring, but they're just the leadership. He's watching them at times with the way he took the ball in and took on responsibility. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes he loses the ball and he maybe overdoes it. Uh, but that's because he's trying. I think it's just because he's trying to take that pressure on his shoulders, be responsible for it, take the ball in, hold it up. And at times, he was just toying with uh, Liam Scale. So more than his goals, it's just everything he gives us. And uh, I, it was Graham. Um, it was it was Graham like mentioned on Tuesday that Graham Duffy mentioned about Shankland and his impact and how he's how he's got that kind of Scatchel esque impact or influence on the team and there, there's I think don't think there's any better compar uh, uh, any better comparison than Shankland to Scatchel in terms of just when he's on the pitch you just know he is capable of doing something special or producing big moments the way that Scatchel did and no bigger moment than just opening the scoring against Celtic. I don't think you, you'd probably be surprised that he got such an uh, such an opening uh, to score uh, at Celtic Park, but just his, again, his all-round performance, his personality, just what he brings to the team is just so, so much more than goals, but his goals are very, very important. No, exactly. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we know that that's obviously his biggest attribute. He scored, he's responsible for, what, it's about half of Hearts' goals in the league this season, isn't it? It's something... I know the percentages have changed slightly after today, but it's there or thereabouts. So we know how important he is. And yeah, you're right. I mean, he's not going to get many easier chances to score than the one he got either, given the fact that it was very similar to the Aberdeen goal. But at least for the Aberdeen goal, he lost his marker. As far as I could tell, watching the game on, from home, it looked as though um, he was just totally unmarked at the back post, which yeah. is a bold ploy from Celtic. You know, like, you know, that's one of the best strikers in Scotland. Just, <laughs> you know, just decided that we'll, we'll just leave him be. So yeah, that was a, a bold call. Um, so yeah, good, it was a good goal for Hearts. I mean, really poor from a Celtic perspective, but um, again, very similar to the Aberdeen goal at Pataudry last weekend. But I think that you're right. I mean, it's his all-round play that, that that's his real value. You know, if he was just, 
if he was just getting those goals but not really bringing much else to the team, you'd still think, all oh, right, brilliant player, wonderful. But that's the thing, it's not just that. I mean, like you say, he's really good at taking the ball into feet with back to goal under pressure when, you know, maybe a defender's kind of staffing its heels right on him, trying to get, get it, try to win the ball off of him. And he's so good at that when he kind of just drops deep with the ball at his feet, draws up, draws a midfielder towards him, hopefully still got a defender on his back. And then when that happens, you know, it frees up space in behind. We saw that a couple of times today. I don't think it came off at any point, but there's definitely a few times where Hearts would find themselves kind of counter-attacking. They'd work the ball up to Shankland. Shankland then drops back into the Hearts half of the defender, nipping its heels. And then when he shifts the ball on, then the ball gets launched forward up to Alan Forrest to try and run in behind. And okay, the ball forward never quite came off today. Yep. Uh, maybe but that's the consequence of not having someone like Lowry in the team, for instance, perhaps. But you you can see the idea. You can see what yes. they're trying to do. And, you know, if you, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a decent enough ploy. You know, if you do it enough, it will, you know, it will pay off eventually. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's a really important thing. And it, it just helps as well just to relieve that pressure. Just give Hearts a, a wee bit of a breather. Get, get some time in the ball. Get back into your shape. Get a little bit further up the park. Things like that. It's, it, you know, you can't really put a number on it. I know, like, I'm a bit of a data stats nerd guy and I like all that kind of stuff but it's those things in games where it's like you know you can't quantify that you can't measure that you can't count that um it's those kind of intangible qualities that are just so so important and then of course yeah like we saw that video as well from, from full time of him absolutely loving it as yeah. well which you know that, that that's always nice to see it's always nice to see so yeah just another great performance from Shankland um another million or two added on its price tag yeah, absolutely. Just uh, keep keep adding and adding, and I, without getting going off into that, I was having a conversation on the way back, and it's one of those where if, if you don't get him tied down, it's like it's unless you get a stupid offer, you're just you, you may as well just keeping him. And if you have to lose him or free, that's that's fine. You have you just have to suck suck up because I think he's going to be he's going to be more valuable to Hearts than he is if he leaves. Like on the cheap, or just his his value to us is just far far greater than what I think maybe most teams would be willing to pay for a twenty eight year old striker. Um, yeah, I think that's probably right, and you know it might well come to the point where your parts might just want to run his contract down. And I think as well the important thing to remember is I don't think you'd have to be worried about any prospect of you know, Shankland like downing tools or whatever. Like, no, not, not at all. I don't use that type of player. Because first off, he's not that kind of player anyway. But secondly, so. He'll be looking for his move come the end of his uh, uh, come the end of his deal, you know. So if you're not yeah. playing, you're not scoring, that's not going to do you any good. But yeah, so again, yeah, we, I mean, we've talked about it a lot before. But yeah, Shankland, some somehow with every passing week gets even more important for Hearts, even though he's already <laughs> incredibly important. It's, uh, yeah. it's remarkable. It's utterly remarkable. And like I said, it's a good point that. Um, so I'm just reading the sort of another comment saying. Um, it just seem uh, like this source network says source networker says we have uh, big bucks in the bank uh, already, so you don't have to don't really have to sell. And the big thing, uh, the captaincy, leading by example. I think that's that, that's that's a big thing. And he talked about it. Uh, listened to listened to an interview he did with Sky after the game, and he spoke about he admitted I I kind of went through the team after Aberdeen, and mm. they resp- just like gave him a hard time, and rightly so. But they responded and they they really reacted. And, and uh, especially the, when you look at the second half, and Hearts would have went into the half time and just went right. We've we're two 0 up, and it could easily be a mentality thing where they're going. We gave up two goals at Hibs. We gave up two goals at uh, Rangers in the short space of time. We gave up two goals at Aberdeen, and 
I think it's there's, there's a lot of credit should be given to the, the the Hearts team as a collective for their mentality that they that they came out in the second half and still never looked like they would be uh, they would give up um, like two goals, let alone three goals. And yeah, Celtic had a lot of the ball, a lot of possession. They had a lot of shots, but again, the defence and just the structure as a collective were brilliant. And it's probably best to kind of move on to the de- defence before we finish. And as Graham said, absolutely outstanding performance from every single player, which we talked about, defensive fantastic. Cockrell's my man of match, but Kent and Rose were, were outstanding as as, as well. And um, Sourcing were said, thought Kent was a standout. Um, and you could pick out a number of players, but I focused on uh, roles in my uh, in my contribution to the instant reaction. I just think Celtic, playing Celtic is, suits him because it's not he's not going to get a big physical game, and that's that's the type of performance you've seen from Rose at the the World Cup, where he has to read read the game. He sweeps up. He's really quick. Um, his position is, I think his position is very good. And maybe when it was off, Kent was there to just uh, clear it. He made a couple of real key um, interventions. You mentioned at Kingsley, big block as well. So they all had, they all played a part individually and collectively. And you go back to there was a, there was a great performance at Kilmarnock, but as as a as a defence, that was just almost faultless. No, exactly. That's it. I mean, that, that's comfortably the best defensive performance I've seen from a, a Stephen A. Smith Hearts team by, by a mile. It's not even, there's nothing that even comes close. I mean, yeah. You know, it's a clean sheet away from home, which again, there's not many of those to begin with, but it's also against the champions. You know, they've got multi million pound players littered throughout their whole squad on the bench in the first start and 11 off against Brendan Rodgers, who's, you know, probably one of the best British managers in the like still currently managing at the moment. So you just sort of look at it and you go, like, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's a big ask. But to go there and put in that kind of performance, that kind of result, it's just, it, it's really, really encouraging. Um, I think that, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it's the defensive resilience side of it. I thought that was the most impressive aspect. The fact that, like you say, yeah, Celtic maybe had shots. Yeah, they maybe had a lot of the ball, but they weren't good shots and they didn't get the ball into good areas. So it doesn't really matter. You know, I think that's the thing that I, I'm just, again, it's like, Similar to the game at Rugby Park recently, when you know the defensive structure was really solid and it basically just kept Kelly out of the game, and it meant that Kelly couldn't even really make many chances. Same thing happened here at Parkhead. You know, you saw that Celtic would get to the edge of the box and just kind of run out of ideas. Um, <clears throat> although I will say that there was that um, that Kyogo chance right at the start of the second half, where the ball was kind of dinked in behind the Hearts defence, and he ran up, ran onto any kind of maybe slowed down or it was caught into yep. mind or something like that. And at that point I was absolutely terrified because I remember <clears throat> on the on the Friday video I was saying, ah, he doesn't really get the ball anymore. You know, he doesn't yeah. hang into the game. Don't worry about him. And up until that point he hadn't really done anything. And then at that point I was like, oh God, he's gonna make me look stupid here. But um, yeah, again, no, yeah, it, it, it was quiet though. You know, even yep. when Celtic brought on O to kind of, you know, get a bit more firepower, get a, um, another attacker on the park, even at that point, Still just didn't really get into the game at all. Not neither of strikers really involved in the game. And I think that's the highest compliment you can you can pay uh, the hearts the hearts back three is that no matter what Celtic chucked at them, didn't really but matter, didn't really change anything. And I think that's remarkable. I do, you know. Yeah, and I, I, as when I was tweeting after uh, uh, as my um, other half pointed out that my uh, there was a number of um 
typos in my in my tweets after the game or just excitement got the better of <laughs> me. But uh, those, the Celtic fans, quite a few replied saying that result had nothing, essentially had nothing to do with Hearts. It was all because Celtic played badly. And that, that's always the case. Yeah, yeah always yeah. the case. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's 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 always always one of the others. Yeah, but it's dedicated and all that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I, I I just think again, I just think that's that's kind of that. Um, arrogance, kind of arrogance view of it, and just like oh, it's it's everything to do with them, and almost disrespectful as well. That nothing to do with the the opposition, but I still think going back to I mentioned about the Celtic crowd and Hearts, Celtic don't have the Green Brigade are not there, so there's like immediately you go in and there was not that. There wasn't an there wasn't much of an atmosphere. It was very kind of pretty, as I'm like just your Premier League down south, and it was very mm. plastic, and it wasn't very. Um, it was it was more like a, a show than a, a football game, and then when Hearts settle so well and play a lot of the game in the first ten minutes in Celtic's half or the Celtic's uh, final third, that just sucks whatever energy was there out of the out of the Celtic crowd, and it turns the um, like the, the Celtic support from being supportive of their team to kind of being on top of their team. So there's there's so many there there's so many moments throughout the game where just like like kind of uh, Schadenfreude because mm-hmm. I think I pronounced that right. Just because so often like Celtic come to Tynecastle or Rangers come to Tynecastle and they'll get a result and the, the away fans are enjoying themselves and maybe it's the disgruntled home fans. But it was the opposite. It was it was so nice because there was times where. So Joe Hart punched the ball in the first half. Celtic fans went crazy. He punched the ball in the second half. They went even more mental. And then when he caught the ball, like two minutes later, there was a massive ironic cheer. And then there, like Mike, Mikey Johnston, more and more people were getting on his back. And then at halftime when his sub was in, so they made a triple change. And mm-hmm. when someone's making a triple change at halftime, you know things have not gone well. That when his sub was announced, the biggest cheer of the day it came from, like uh, the, the loudest kind of ironic cheer of a substitution I've I've heard anywhere uh, came and again it's not great for Mikey Johnson but for Hearts fans and the Hearts team just hearing that and just thinking that that's great that's got Celtic fans where uh, where you want them and then they soon turned and uh, turned on the board turned on Peter Lawwell there was a scuffle in the main stand and it just seemed like I just. The more this went on, you're like, you're just thinking, well, this is this is this is like the perfect afternoon, and just with the atmosphere off the pitch, fed on the atmosphere, like the the performance on it, and just like this is just such a a perfect away game for Hearts at Celtic, and it just it just all came together. I mean, it's been a very very long time of waiting, so it's uh, it just it was like seems like to be the perfect um, culmination of, of of everything. It was it, it all was great. Ah, it's funny because I remember in the. On the Friday show, when we were feeling quite pessimistic about it all, and we were at one point saying, like, I felt it was a perfect storm, but in Celtic's favour, and that Hearts were in poor form. That, yeah, yeah. You know, Hearts that were missing players on this, that, and the rest. And then, but you're right, it, was, it, was, it ended up being completely opposite. So it just shows you what I know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just a, yeah, just like, obviously, when you go away to these big stadiums and all that, you want to, you know, kind of get the fans to turn and, Particularly when it goes two 0 at that point, I mean, a lot of fans do tend to lose their rag because let's face it, Celtic. You know, that was Celtic's first loss at home domestically in what three years? Just coming up three years or something like that. I mean, it's been a long time. Their fans aren't used to it, you know. Particularly a lot of the fans that have been going during the whole nine in a row era and all that kind of stuff. Like 
they're used to watching a winning team. You know, they don't. Yep. They, these these days don't come along very often at all. So when it does happen, they kind of throw the toys out the pram. So yeah, you, you do need to take advantage of that, and I think the team did that because I think that, like you say, Hearts did. Um, they, I think they really did take the sting out of the game, which again just helps to um, get the crowd in the back, and they just never really allowed Celtic to up the tempo thereafter. And when the games, from a Celtic perspective, when it's, when it's a bit flat like that and the team aren't making chances and you're 2-0 down and it's cold and all the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, that, that's you know absolutely uh, ripe ground for uh, disgruntlement. And I think that, again, you know, the Hearts, the, the Hearts team played the occasion and managed the occasion really well because was it last 15, 20 minutes or so was just sack the board chance and... Yeah. Like no, no one gave a, no one gave any care about what was going on on the pitch because mm. uh, they, 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 the mentality switched. The so many play, so many fans had left uh, to the point their hearts fans were allowed out at full time rather than being kept back for you know, 15, 20 minutes. That's uh, very unusual, yeah. Yeah, I know. That's that's how that's kind of how it, how it emptied. And then the ones that stayed, all the focus was on kind of the board or that anger because there was times where Celtic there was. It was almost pedestrian in like mm. in the closing moments, and like the fans weren't responding to that, like almost like hurrying them up, urgency. But the, there was obviously the, just a the focus elsewhere. Uh, it was just it was just such a, a surreal but um, a brilliant uh, atmosphere environment to be in. And it's in terms of what Hearts they kind of bring it back around to Hearts. In terms of what Hearts did, they uh, I got us from a pal who's, who runs the SBS, SBL stats account. The last time reigned, I think it was, if I remember this, the, the messages he sent correctly, the last time Celtic conceded two goals in a domestic match in the first 30 minutes um, out with facing Rangers was 2005 against Aberdeen and uh, Celtic still won 3-2. So <laughs> that's, uh, it, it, it kind of it shows you what, like, um, how big a how big a result, how big a performance, how big a big first 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes that was for Hearts. It was, yeah. I mean it's just I kind of I'm kind of running out of different ways to say brilliant brilliant that it was. It was just like it, it, again I'll, I'll watch the game back tomorrow. Um because yep. we'll be doing a, 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 a we'll do an analysis piece for the Monday. Um, it, it will be we'll have, we'll have content for the whole week of it all the Celtic game we'll forget we'll forget everything else that's happened <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> but there is just yeah you do, like I mean certainly watching it at the time the first goal I don't I don't think there was it was basically perfect like, you know like being like, going over the top it, you know, I don't think Hearts did anything wrong I think everything he did was absolutely right and it's just yeah it's it's, it's uh, it's unusual. So, you know, we're, not, we're not usually in this. Normally, we were there to kind of poke holes at things and be be annoying and you know be contrary. But there's very little to complain about after that. Again, I thought that you know absolutely every player in the pitch was brilliant. I thought Naismith got his tactics spot on. The team just handled the occasion brilliantly, and it was a thoroughly, thoroughly well deserved win. And yeah, again, we'll have plenty more to say about it over the coming days. But yeah. Certainly for me, for the time being, I don't know. I don't know how much else, what more there's no, stuck. That's stuck yeah. In that, you know? we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there because, like I said, there'll be plenty to talk about over the next couple of days. Kind of look at the longer term um, aspect of the of the result for Naismith of the club and kind of looking back to uh, to look forward to the the run that's uh, the run that's coming up. But yeah, the, the result was absolutely massive within that. Until then, I, I don't think this, I think we spoke about just about every player. We spoke about every 
um, every kind of aspect of the game. We've uh, probably only meant to do 20 minutes, but because uh, uh, I was just on such a high, we've, we've done almost all that. So until Monday, thank you very much for everyone for listening. Be sure to go on to heartstandard.co.uk and check out all the all the content. We've got instant reaction up there. We've got some Naismith quotes up there. We will have some Shankland reaction and maybe some Brendan Rogers this evening as well. I will have an opinion piece going up tomorrow and James will have a tactics deep dive on Monday as well, looking at just uh, just how good the Hearts performance was. But yeah, yeah, I'm just uh, speechless. Honestly, ever since, um, so the, the second goal, that was myself and Craig were uh, turned and we were speaking to each other. It was like, this is the perfect, this is like the perfect distance. Um the perfect distance for Stephen Kingsley. The perfect angle for Stephen Kingsley. Joe Hartson goals. This is this is the moment he's going to uh, score, and he pops in the net and couldn't even celebrate. Just laughing, just laughing, <laughs> just laughing, uh, laughing ever since. So yeah, it's uh, it's one of those where if you're a Hearts fan, just absolutely enjoy your night. Like like uh, absolutely. As uh, the Source Network says, thank you. We will enjoy our night. Um, mm-hmm. um, the Source Network, you do as well, and every Hearts fan because they don't come around uh, very often. Like sixteen years since the last time, uh, more than sixteen years. Last time Hearts beat Hibs, uh, sorry, beat Celtic at uh, Celtic Park in the league. So yeah, until then, everyone enjoy enjoy your weekend and uh, have a drink tonight. But until then, goodbye.